Hey, this is Dustin. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Um, my dream is that someday one of my children marries into a rich family. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to... We'll, my wife and I will be that like other set of parents that gets invited along to the, the rich families, you know, we're going to Martha's Vineyard for the holiday. And I'll be like, Hey Max, uh, can we come? Oh, so Max is the one who's going to marry into a rich family, not Charlie. Well, it would sound really messed up if I wish that upon my daughter. Sexist. Hey, she can, I, I mean, I'm kind of imagining that she's going to be that career oriented one. She's going to be the, the breadwinner. Sexist. That's opposite of sexist. Mm. No, because you're intentionally trying to flip the gender roles, so you're still being sexist. <laughs> Why can't okay. you just let them be who they want to be? I, I can't win either no, way. you can't what win you're either way. Just support <laughs> both of loser. your children to, you know, fulfill their dreams. Isn't that our job as parents is to create their dreams for them, craft those dreams, and then make them live to live our lives through well, I mean, them. I do sit over my son's bed every single night crafting his dreams for him. That is true. <laughs> and once my daughter's old enough, I will begin doing that for her as well. But got to let them have a little free will, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why I spent all those years building my dream crafter. <laughs> your dream crafter? Yeah. Can, can, you, can, you, uh, can you explain this to me, your dream crafter? How does, what does it look like? It's like this giant vase that you place over their bed that captures their dreams as they come up through so them. So it's less of a dream crafter and more of a dream catcher? No, there's no strings or wires. <laughs> you did say you're catching dreams, though. Just a craft, like what you would serve coffee in? A yeah. Oh, a carafe. A carafe. Not, not a craft. All right, you French person. You were putting a T in there. Oh, so do we have a, a forum of things we're speaking about this evening, Stephen? We do. And the, the first thing Perfect. on our list is style me pretty. You look pretty enough. I don't think I need to style you. But if you want me to, I would probably start with the hair. Ouch. Maybe bring the hat down Ooh. a little no. bit. No, you're done. You're done. Style me pretty is closing its door. What is uh, been oftentimes referred to as the number one wedding blog in the world. Shutting down. So why is it shutting down, Steve? Do they tell. They don't give any information on why they're shutting down. And in the extensive research I've done, by which I mean the four or five Google searches I've done, extensive backbreaking research, I haven't been able to find anything stating a reason why they're shutting down. I don't even know how it's possible for them to shut down because they are owned by Verizon. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, they're owned by Oath, and Oath is owned by Verizon. Like they didn't say that they were being shut down because they weren't meeting up to standards for Verizon or Oath or something. I don't know. It just seems real weird. Mm. But they're giving people time until the end of April to download their inspiration boards or something like that from Style Me Pretty and to screenshot any vendor information they want from there, <laughs> which cracked me up. <laughs> Go ahead and screenshot that vendor information. Uh. Those vendors, they're not anywhere else. They're only on Style Me Pretty. What was the other giant wedding blog that shut down last month or two months ago? I don't know, Dustin. You tell me. Uh, it was a big one. Um, so that's why when you, you said this, I was like, crap, another one's biting the dust. Is the wedding industry biting the dust? The inspiration industry might be. 
I've heard reports that millennials aren't getting married. That they think that there could be a big fallout in the wedding industry because uh, millennials aren't getting married like other people. You and I are both millennials, so we, we're allowed to say this. We're not like uh, old people yeah. on Fox News just blaming we're, millennials for shutting down Applebee's. Applebee's? Yeah. Applebee's is a place that <laughs> needed to be shut down. Applebee's is still in existence, but it's we not... We still go to Applebee's. Free kids meals on Wednesdays. Oh, uh, I'm talking to somebody who goes to Applebee's. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh, man. Are you kidding me? The fajita roll-up? Uh, you got to support local businesses. I can't believe you're doing this. It's not local? It's it's in your neighborhood. It's your neighborhood place. Your neighborhood bar and grill. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't get much more local than that, Steve. Doesn't. There's so much, so much that I just... <laughs> you know, if you like Applebee's, it's perfectly fine, and uh, I'm okay with it. My question is, why would they not sell Style Me Pretty? And I'm, and I guess that's my question too. No, no, I asked that question. See, that would be my mm. question. Oh shoot, I forgot how questions worked. Only one person is allowed to ask a question ever. <laughs> I know, <sighs> I know, you're getting there, bud. But yeah, I, I mean, I assume they attempted to sell it, but maybe, you know, maybe all the other wedding networks. Like the knot and wedding wire just didn't see see value in it. It was it was more of a competition than a, a follow along, tag along, follow along. I don't know. Uh, you buy your competition. That's how business works. I mean, Style Me Pretty had a had a higher end flair to it than like wedding wire and the knot. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I'm I was never a big fan of Style Me Pretty to begin with. I felt like everything on there was kind of uh, bright and flurfy. And that's not really me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's netting, netting wires. <laughs> I'm netting wire. The yeah. knot and, and wedding wire. Um, one of those owns uh, or bought Martha Stewart weddings. Was that before she went to jail or after that it became big? Probably, probably during, during is when they bought oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you are in prison, the only thing you really have to work on is like your, your internet brands. Yeah, I'm sure she had an iPad. I'm, I'm sure she had whatever she wanted in prison. I have so many scenes from uh, Orange is the New Black come to mind. Dustin, don't think about Martha Stewart like that. She's everyone's mother figure. Just picturing her with Dustin. Like, hair oh. and a Russian accent. Dustin. All right. Moving on to the depressing news that doesn't affect Steve or I. Style Me Pretty. I mean, it affects people who have had their stuff posted on Style Me Pretty. I mean, for a while, that was a pretty prestigious place. It, it provided great backlinks to your site if they linked to you and stuff like that. And that's going to be gone now. Poof. I don't know how that affects people's SEO. I assume people who... Dustin is literally dancing yeah. now with his arms outstretched, fingers Steve. doing jazz fingers. Um, kind of kind of like a... Kind of like a... He's doing kind of like a peek and reveal sort of thing with his hands. Spoken, yeah. like so, spoken like somebody that once was in show choir. Almost like a birthday boy's striptease. <laughs> birthday boy's yeah. striptease. Anyways, so Steve came across an article that I felt was valid to talk about <laughs> called The Nine Wedding Photo Mistakes. Please do tell me, Dustin, how you thought this was valid to talk about. Did you even <laughs> open this up before just now? <laughs> I thought it was worthwhile being that I've never really thought of this as sense of uh, in, sort of like faux pas of wedding photography. 
uh, because most of these kind of have to do with detail shots and things of that. Well, Dustin, this is from brides.com, which is another wedding website. Uh, you know, like Style Me Pretty, except this one's more focused on brides where Style Me Pretty had kind of branched out to just anything and everything. Like on their last day that they published any stories, one of their stories was about um, how to get work done and be more comfortable while traveling on airplanes. Not really wedding related there. No. So brides.com, m- much more wedding related, <laughs> uh, has this whole thing. And it's basically saying if you want to... They they look at wedding photos all day, every day, and things that they don't like are the things that they mention in this. Um, so we can just kind of go down the list. Like the first thing that they mention is clutter in the bridal suite. Yeah, I would say that's a big one. That's something as soon as we walk in, I immediately start tidying or task the bridesmaids with tidying. It depends what, uh, depends how messy it is for me. I'm not just going to walk in and be like, oh, clean everything up. But it's like, well, if I'm shooting this way and there's stuff in the shot, either I'll pick it up or one of the bridesmaids I'll ask to grab stuff. But Oh, we walk in with a whistle and a (laughs) whip. Get the vacuum out. Get the feather duster. (laughs) I'm putting you girls to work. You betcha. Uh, Well, I just, because we were at a wedding last weekend and uh, I mean... I mean, I wouldn't say it was messy, but it's like you definitely walk in. There's like Jimmy John's wrappers all over. There's uh, like, you and when know, you the see those Jimmy John's wrappers all over, do you, do you just kind of like lift the wrappers up to your nose and just smell them real quick? Lick your lips. Oh, so good. Jimmy John's. Mm, no, because Jimmy John's is disgusting. Mm, Jimmy John's is so good. Oh, that bread. Mm, just like that. All right, we just lost about 15 listeners right there. Yeah, but we gained like 30 Jimmy John's perverts right there. And that is the market <laughs> I want to get on this podcast. Ha- hashtag Jimmy perverts. <laughs> Jimmy pervs, I think would be better, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy pervs, get your turkey out of here. So so there's Jimmy John's wrappers everywhere. It's such a good smell from those Jimmy John's sandwiches. And uh, what else did you want to say? All those like platters from like the grocery with like, you know, the grapes and the cheese, those kind of things. You just lift those up and just dump all the grapes and the cheese straight into your (laughs) mouth. Take care of that. No, I typically toss them like Frisbees. I say, hey, what bed are you guys sleeping on tonight? And then like as you toss it, because it is like a Frisbee and it is spinning, the fruit and the cheese just spins (laughs) off in a circle all over the room. But it adds sort of a flair of of greatness. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You got to tell your video guy to uh, do some slow-mo when you do that. Oh, I do. Uh, So yeah, once we get it all tidied up, uh, then we have the bride. Get ready. Moving on. Uh, The officiant in the first kiss frame. So this this made me think of something funny because a a fellow photographer I know actually uh, missed the first kiss once. Mm -hmm. Um, She was just getting started off. And she missed the first kiss. Rather, the first kiss photo was really out of focus. Not that so much that she missed it. Uh, so then she secretly, without them knowing, staged the first kiss after family portraits. And then went back and photoshopped in the pastor into the frame so that the couple would never know. 
that she missed the first kiss. This sounds like the couple's going to figure it out, the way you're building the story up. They did not. They did not find out. But I thought it was interesting because from Brides.com, they are saying that it bothers them when the officiant is in the photo. And here I am thinking, here this photographer probably spent hours uh, fi- like finding a photo of the officiant from a, a pre- you know, another photo and then masking them in between the couple so that they're, you know, realistically thinking, oh, this is definitely the moment we kiss for the first time as husband and wife. But no, it is a lie, Stephen, a lie. Yes. Well, I mean, the thing I like to do is uh, you have the officiant step to the side and you get them completely out of the frame. So then you're freed up to Photoshop like a great white shark jumping out of the water right behind him. You make make something real cool for him. Oh, please do that photo, Steve. As as a listener of this podcast, I would like to raise my hand and request that you do that photo and post that on our Instagram. Oh, oh my gosh. Is that the first kiss? And is there a leprechaun riding a rainbow down to greet them? Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. But I don't see the efficient efficient anywhere so I, I guess i don't know if it's the first kiss or not this must be a stylized wedding there's no way it's real <laughs> no efficient this could be a fake stage thing those are my thoughts oh my gosh they're kissing but what's that in the background is that is that two unicorns in the background <laughs> oh no oh no no they made a gif out of this what what is the one unicorn doing to the other oh no the unicorns got married today too I feel like, though, maybe I lack the confidence to have that conversation with an officiant to go up to him and just say, hey, I know you're a professional. You've been marrying people your entire life. You've been ordained. You technically have a doctorate. But I'm a photographer here, and I'm trying to capture their love on this special day. If you could just, you know, two steps to the right or left after you do your whole thing, I mean just awesome i mean i do want to stress i feel like i started saying this earlier but i never really hit the point i think brides.com is more talking about things you could do to get your work published easier as opposed to things that you should definitely do for your couple's sakes Mm. you know what i think the thing i like the most though dustin is like when you go to get that first kiss shot and the officiant is just standing right behind them with their arms wide open and a big smile on their (laughs) face like i made this happen it's all because of me oh i like it when he does the bunny ears like over their heads oh yeah if i could get an officiant just like just you know slyly dab behind them (laughs) (laughs) uh so many great ideas i have Mm mm-hmm can you get married again, Steve, and let me officiate? <laughs> I would love to be asked to officiate a wedding. Just saying. L- listeners out there. <laughs> if there's any listeners out there, any listeners out there who are getting married and they're thinking, well, there's one thing I've learned from listening to these two knuckleheads talk. I would never hire either one of them to photograph my wedding. Listen here. I would still be willing to officiate it. My rates would still be the same, <laughs> but it would be one hell of a eulogy. <laughs> a eulogy? <laughs> Who died? Your career? <laughs> well, you got to have something to do when the millennials stop getting married. So I figure we start doing weddings and funerals. So the next thing on their list is uh, wait staff in the background. And they say, we suggest having your photographer capture the feel of the setting which often means a faraway shot of the reception space. 
but you don't want to see waiters running around in the background of said space. So I feel like what they're talking about here is a room shot. That's what we call Mm -hmm. it. Um, And it's a shot you do of the room after everything's set up and candles are lit, but before people have come in to sit down. Which is oftentimes the most stressful photo to try to get because you have minutes to capture it. It oftentimes involves a lot of uh, Jen and me talking to the wait staff and the DJ and other people and being like, uh, can we just get you to step out for a quick second? Real, real quick. We just need this. And then like seven, several, sorry, can't speak tonight. Several stressful minutes of like setting up flashes and then getting those shots in real fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, we, we've never had a problem with getting the wait staff out of the background for those sorts of things. Have you ever had a problem with that? Um, I've, I've not so much had a problem with it as much as I've had where the timing just doesn't mesh, where the wait staff is literally filling water goblets or lighting candles up until the moment people are walking in. And so the staff will, or manager will be like, well, if we stop now, we're not going to have the tables done in time. And I try to stress waiting three minutes extra for them to walk in is not going to kill their timeline Mm -hmm. for you to step aside for three minutes for me to click four photos. So, I mean, that brings us to the next two things I have. They have upside down glasses or filled water glasses. And on filled Mm -hmm. water glasses, they say nobody wants condensation on their wedding day, which is why many times they're filling those water glasses right before people come in. Correct. And because they typically have ice in the cups and they don't want the ice to melt. Because of what I've seen in other weddings where they fill the glasses too early with ice and then fill with water is then the ice melts and then the cups overflow onto the tables. That literally doesn't happen. What do you mean? Physics is what I mean. Not overflow in the sense that it's gushing over the edge, but it will be right to the brim of the cup. It would have been right to the brim of the cup, possibly a little bit over the brim with the ice cubes already right correct so what you're telling me is it's less full and that's somehow harder less full no they're not less full yes because water expands when it freezes so ice takes up more space in your glass than actual water does this is called physics Hmm. i'll have to think on this one as the water melts it contracts it doesn't expand so it's you're Where's not it's not filling up higher and higher in the glass dustin Hello, and thank you for joining us, everybody. This has been Physics 101 with Steve Van Elk and Dustin McGibbon. What? (laughs) And and so the other thing that Brides.com mentioned was upside down glasses and how a lot of times, I'm not really reading the article here, but many times as a photographer, the bride will have this idea that, oh, if they're getting married all at the same location, that we can sneak in and photograph the room earlier in the day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's funny because I'm sure th- that would be like expecting like the floral to be set up <laughs> earlier in the day. The floral to be set up, the candles to be lit, glasses to be filled, etc. And that's never the case. I've had it happen a few times where the bride like informs the venue that, you know, photos of the space are key to them. And the venue has to make a special effort to have the space ready while we're there. So they actually light the candles and then we'll walk around and blow them out. We've done that a lot too. Uh, Another thing we've done is we'll have them set up one table 
and that'll be like the table that's in focus in the wide shot and then like the rest of the tables will be like stuff will be there but like the water glasses won't be filled yet and the candles won't be lit necessarily yet because it'll be daylight and you won't really be able to see the lit candles anyway um so there's lots of like tricks you can do to get around this sort of thing yeah you're so tricky steve there's also uh they mentioned having bread and butter on tables this doesn't upset me at all but it is something jen and i do at every single wedding we shoot when we do the table shots we always remove like we remove butter and salt and pepper little trays with the sugar packets and stuff in them and if there's like any dressing or gravy on the table that's got to go too yeah i know that the table numbers are always a thing that piss that's off the, next the decorators that's the next thing on the list does is tall table numbers what there you go jumping ahead buddy oh man I'm, I, I should have wrote this article, Steve. So the thing that they say here, though, for tall table numbers is if the numbers or candelabras and flower arrangements, for that matter, are too high, they can block the bride and groom's faces during the speeches. But they look cool in photos. Doesn't What would you do if, if a tall table number or a candelabra or flower arrangement was blocking the bride and groom's faces during the speeches? Watch, watch me, Steve. Watch me and then translate to our listeners. Dustin's whole face went slack, and he got a look on his face like he's extremely clever. Then he did this real quick move with his shoulders and his face to the side, almost like he was in a boy band dancing, um, and he got a look on his face. Oh, now he's dabbing. Now he's dabbing. Uh, what Dustin is insinuating is you could take a step or two to the side, I believe, but he wanted to do it like he was dancing in a boy band. Just slide to the left. Slide to the right. Let's be honest. Who doesn't want to dance in a boy band? I mean, come on. I don't know anybody. That's because you don't know anybody. Just you, Dustin. Literally, I am the only person you know. So the thing here, if there's numbers or candelabras and flower arrangements, for that matter, that are blocking the bride and groom's faces during the speeches, a real quick way to fix that is to walk up to the table and move them to the floor. I, I just immediately swat them. If I was a guest and I had a few <laughs> guest floral, like if I had like a $2,000 floral arrangement in well, front of the, me. The thing is the brides.com isn't saying it's a problem, uh, except for during the speeches for the bride and groom's faces. And you can easily move those during the speeches. Flowers. Doesn't super drunk. The next thing they mention is bold colored lighting. I would have to see an example. What's it mean by bold colored lighting? It says avoid bright lights, especially on or around the dance floor during the important dances. So it's like uh, when the DJ sets up a bunch of lights around the dance floor. Like I think they're called up yeah. lights. And the up lights are very bright. Mm-hmm. How would you how how would you go about dealing with that? I love up lights. I love me some up lights. They make uh, backgrounds pop with color versus just going black. I think the way to compensate for that is to just put some flashes out there. Mm, yeah. Nah. Yeah, because if your flashes are bright enough, then it doesn't matter how bright the uplights are in the background. Oh, it's not about a. It's not about brightness. It's about interest. When the background has pops of color, versus pops of bride wallpaper. I don't. I don't get this one personally. I mean. Yeah, some they quote some experts saying that uh, they like to get moodier ambient light photos without flash during the first dances. I don't think that's a great idea. All the, almost every single place Jen and I shoot at is incredibly dark, 
and I don't want to get like ambient light photos during any of the dances. In fact, it'd be super hard and it wouldn't look right most of the time. Yeah, but you have to imagine you and I live in Indiana. Some of the people that read brides.com are probably shooting vineyard weddings in California. Literally on the coast. So the sun doesn't set until like 1130 in the summer. Exactly. So they're like, I must have that ambient light. Please, please, DJ, turn off your magenta lights so I can capture the sun as it hits them across the vineyard. But I don't really get that myself either because if the sunlight was in there, like you wouldn't be able to see those up lights anyway. So... It's got to be pretty dark if you're if you're seeing these bold uplights and they're distracting from everything else. Now, the thing I really dislike is when a DJ goes, "Oh yeah, no, I was going to put a spotlight on them during the first dance." And then they they put a spotlight on them, and the spotlight is like blue or purple. Mm, yeah, we had that happen last year. And it's just like, why? Why would you do that? If you're going to put a spotlight on them, make it be like a tungsten or LED or something, not a colored light. I don't mind a spotlight on the bride and groom. If the spotlight completely illuminates the bride and groom's entire bodies. My wife shot a wedding last I'm fall. I'm sorry, was that my wife or was that my wife? My wife <laughs> shot a wedding last fall. And uh, they had, it was like one of those like DMX controlled like LED lights. I'm sure you've seen them at weddings. They look like uh, something out of Terminator. They're like, doo, 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 doo. you can control, the DJ can control them with like his DJ booth. And it was like right on top of them on the dance floor. And so it only like, it was like shooting them in the face with light. When you set up those lights though, every time you set them up, wouldn't you just be like, X gonna give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. D- DMX. It's a type of DJ equipment that is hooked up where you can daisy chain using XLR cables. Yes, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> I used to be a DJ, damn it. Anyways, so the LED was pegging the bride and groom in the face. And you were like, stop, drop. So they're... Oh. <laughs> exactly what I was doing. No. And then the DJ was like, I guess I gotta, I gotta turn this off. Dustin said so. I can't, I can't mess with Dustin slash DMX. That's a, an awkward first dance jam. It's an awkward first, but, um, it's all, it was almost impossible to try to blend like an ambient exposure with flash because you couldn't overcompensate for this, you know, light that they're getting blasted with, without just turning their reception room nuclear with your flash. Mm-hmm. So it was it was rough. It was a lot of dodging and burning going on in that edit. So I saw you added something to the show notes. Um, a little impromptu whoa, talk, whoa. perhaps. Are, are maybe we done with the brides.com article. I mean, the last one is just Cell sort phones. of you know the same the thing everybody complains about. Then I think we've talked about before on the podcast where. I'm like anti-cell phone, unplugged wedding, and you're like, ain't nobody going to listen to that. Throw your iPads all day long. Yeah. Every single day when I'm shooting a wedding, I'm all about the cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. If If people don't have cell phones, then when Drake's song Hotline Bling comes on, what are they going to hold up? You used to call me on my cell phone. They're going to hold up 
their hands in the air like they just don't care. Late night when Dustin needs Steve's love. Just like that. Hands up in the air. That's my new that's my new <laughs> ringtone right there. <laughs> All right. Steve wanted to talk a little bit different, a little bit something out of the ordinary that you might not normally listen to. Uh, and some of our listeners out there in photo podcast world, uh, you might Thanks for listening to another there. episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover <laughs> Podcast with your host, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben and Steve at... <laughs> Why are you saying it so yeah, fast? Stephen Van Halk. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is fine and your lips feel like dead weight and your entire penis. Thank you for the sweet impress of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. That was, a, that was very fast. I, were you trying to set a record there? No, it's just we're already like 46 minutes in. And you're trying to yeah. do another topic. We we got to get to some Q&A. Just trying to cut you off. I'm just going to end the show. So you just ended it? You want to do some Q&A? Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. We can talk baby photos next next time. You got you got some good okay. good baby photos on your Facebook. You're the one that put it in the show because yeah. you were like, "Oh, don't go to my Facebook and find out when my birthday is because it's today." And then I went and I saw the baby photos and I was like, "Oh, we should talk baby photos." But I wasn't expecting you to go on for ten minutes about your birthday plans at the beginning, which I'm gonna have to cut now. Ten minutes of birthday talk. You're the one that asked. <sighs> I, yeah, it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I know. Kristen from Facebook groups, looking for some advice. I've always done bridal party photos, bride with maids, groom with men, before the ceremony for couples who don't want to do a first look or see each other prior to the service. And then just family formals in bride and groom afterwards before the reception. However, I recently had a bride who refused to do pics before the ceremony, didn't even show up until 30 minutes before the ceremony started, and still needed her hair done. While doing photos post-ceremony, the groom's mom held up the dinner line until the bride and groom could go through first, and kept pestering me, literally shook my shoulder while I was shooting. The entire time, asking how much longer would we be? The photo list was quite long. I definitely didn't get everything that I had hoped to, and due to the rush nature, some things I'm just not loving. Have you ever refused to contract with a bride if they won't allow time for photos prior to the ceremony? I'm tempted to mandate that they do at least some of the photos beforehand. So Dustin, have you ever refused to contract with a bride who won't allow any time for photos prior to the ceremony? Uh, I had a bride and groom several years ago and it, it, what it came down to is the wedding timeline was it was so tight it, that I just I felt like I was not going to be able to provide them uh, with the product that they were paying for, essentially is what it came down to. And I tried so desperately to explain that to them that we were going to have about 30 minutes um, for family pictures and about 15 20 minutes maybe maybe not even like 10 minutes for bridal party and bride and groom photos and and we made it work i mean obviously it wasn't wouldn't be what i would say 
my ideal situation, but it kind of gave me pause and it made me realize, you know, I, at the end of the day, I'm providing a service and not everybody, you know, is going to want the same thing. Even though for me personally, I would want to give them, you know, an hour of awesome, epic portraits, you know, not everybody cares about having a dozen or so different poses in different places. Some people just want one solid good photo. And you can provide that for them? Yeah, I can. I'm a service provider, Steve. Um, and I think that's where a lot of wedding photographers, a lot of wedding photographers kind of, um, especially at the beginning of their careers, sort of get stuck thinking, and I'm not, this, this can be argued all day long, is they get, this bug up their butt thinking that this is an art. And I know it is photography is an art, but you're also providing a service to a customer and they are hiring you to do so and trying to dictate the way they plan their wedding based on your service is not going to allow you to necessarily be in business depending on, you know, I mean, you can run your business however you want. But I think at the end of the day, if you want to shoot a tremendous amount of weddings like I do, you got to do what's best for your client and not what's best for you, but, but, but also giving them the guidance of expectation management. That was really long-winded, and I'm sorry, Stephen. Oh, it's okay, because the entire time I was just like, in my mind, X gonna give, give it to you. you. I'm cutting all that out. <laughs> cutting all that out. First we're going to rock, then we're going to roll. If any of our listeners are ever interested in the version of this podcast that I edit, um, which is the one I listen to personally. Then we let it pop. Uh, that Don't can be let per- it go. That can be X purchased give it to you. Uh, from us. Just direct message us. Uh, I, w- I would love to get the version that you edit. I would gladly post the version you edit in a heartbeat. <laughs> If you want to start editing all of our episodes, doesn't that be fantastic? It'd free up a lot of time for me. Oh, Steve, you don't need that time. So Kristen also went on to say that, uh, as a note, before she was a photographer, she was a wedding planner. And when she was a wedding planner, she never allowed her brides to insist on doing photos after the ceremony. And she said, perhaps this was not the norm. What would you say? Is is it the norm to force your uh, brides to do photos before the ceremony? I would say I would say it's not the norm to force a bride to do anything. Uh, I would say, at least in our business, what we do is we give recommendations based on other things that are happening that day, like ceremony time. You give recommendations, and when they don't take your recommendations, you just complain to everybody you know about it. Only on this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe she wouldn't do the photos before. But yeah. Mainly the only time that timelines really get sticky and we have a wedding like this uh, this year is winter weddings. Because th- if they're getting married later in the day, they refuse to do a first look. And then they're having a you know reception immediately following. And you have a short window of opportunity and it's just, it's going to be really tight. It's going to be a tight wedding. And she knows it. We're kind of flipping the script and we're going to do bridal party photos before family photos so that there is at least a little bit of a hope of getting outside for a couple shots of dusk-esque light uh, before the sun's completely gone. 
And as long as the couple understands, and like I said, a huge part of, and I'll preach this all day long, a huge part of what we do as wedding photographers is expectation management. Mm. You are photographing a live event as it unfolds, and we do our best to craft the expectations of the bride. And that means helping with the timeline, telling them best practices on what to do on that timeline. And then from there, it's up to them as to how that unfolds. Obviously, we can give nudges and suggestions and helping hands. But, you know, at the end of the day, if they want to get married at six o'clock in the dead of winter when the sun sets at seven o'clock or 630 or whatever, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do. Oh, no. That's a rough rider's roll. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was my just waiting for you to get close to your tongue. <laughs> being done with what you're saying. I'm just going to talk the rest of this episode so that you can't talk. Stop. Or, or I'm going to eat another peanut butter cup. Dustin, stop. drop shut them down open up shop <laughs> all right and that's it doesn't doesn't i feel like you you answered that question well have a good night guys this is another episode of the wedding photo hangover podcast please tune in again next week where your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight steve won't provide me with the text of our outro so that i can't ever say it do you want to do another question? I feel like you answered that one pretty well. So I'm proud of you and I don't really have much to add to it. So I just wanted to get some DMX stuff in. Really? Because I feel like even though you might agree with me, because your name is Steven, you would want to disagree with no, me. No, I mean. Just simply for the podcast. You, you got to do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, you can't dictate to your bride when she should do stuff. You can give recommendations, but that's all. You covered it. You got it. You're good. You're golden. I mean, I could see some hoity-toity big city photographers that say we only... It's me, a hoity-toity big city photographer from the big city, and I'm going to tell you when you can and can't shoot. Is that how big city people talk? I, I, I've i never been to a big city, Steve, so I don't really Clavel know. Clavel from the Facebook group says, I use Photoshop CC and just realized I downloaded Lightroom presets instead, but I don't have Lightroom. So it's not letting me load those presets to use as actions. Is there a way to convert those presets to actions or no? I like how the follow-up is Matt from the Facebook group, the same one I'm assuming, asks before anyone else, and I'm going to do this in how Matt would probably say this, <clears throat> Clavel, how do you have Photoshop CC <clears throat> but not Lightroom? Question mark. How is that even possible? And then Clavel responds by saying, they must have changed the rules. I have Photoshop Classic and Photoshop CC, but no Lightroom. <laughs> uh, it, for, for those of you... Wait, is there such thing as Photoshop Classic? For those of you who don't know, if you have Photoshop CC, you have Lightroom. That's what I thought. It's all, it's all a part of Adobe Creative Cloud. So you can, if you have, if you bought Photoshop CC, I mean, the only way to get it is by getting the Adobe Creative Cloud uh, pass, which gives you access to all their stuff for like $49.99 a month or something like that. Or to get the uh, photographer's only version, which is like just Lightroom and Photoshop. And that's like $9.99 or $12.99 a month. 
I like that, yeah. So there is, there's no way you could have Photoshop CC and not have Lightroom as well. Uh, now there is, there is a Lightroom Classic and a Lightroom CC, but I don't think there's a Photoshop Classic yeah, and Photoshop we did. CC. I'm pretty sure we we did a deep dive on those in a previous deep, deep episode. Dive. Deep, 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 deep dive. So I think Matt pretty well summed that up. Clavel, you should get Lightroom. You should just save yourself. Go some up time. to the if you're on a Mac upper right hand corner where it has little Creative Cloud thing. Sign in. Oh, that's that's a cloud. I thought those were testicles. <laughs> Go up to your Adobe testicles and uh, sign into your <laughs> Adobe uh, your Adobe testicle. Oh gosh. <laughs> Took you mm. down a path that you did not want to go down. Oh, that was good. That was good. The name of this episode is Adobe's Testicles. Does that mean every time you export a photo, you're nutting? <laughs> you're, you're birthing a child. Mm. That would be ph- Photoshop is the male. Lightroom is the female. No, no, because the Adobe Cloud is the testicles. So it's just all Adobe stuff is now testicles. So your computer then would be where they at this is this is all getting cut oh gosh it's all getting cut this is all getting cut <laughs> every every bit of it cut do, do we want to do another question or are we done for the night i i think i think we're done i'm going to do this abbreviated then uh thank you guys so much listeners for listening you can find us we're on instagram and facebook at wedding photo hangover we're on twitter at wed pick hangover Dustin's on Instagram, Dustin underscore McKibben. I'm on Instagram, Stephen Van Elk. Dustin Jazz Hands, Pointer Fingers underscore McKibben, I, I guess. Did you just change your name? Is that what you're trying to pantomime to me? Pantomime. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Your number one wedding photography comedy podcast. Photography comedy. Yeah, I think we can broaden that. Your number one photography comedy podcast. Uh, yeah, it's actually pretty excited. The votes came in and we were actually voted nationally ranked the number one wedding photography comedy podcast. I know there's a lot of other podcasts in that category, yeah, um, but happy to take that title. All right. I have an early morning yeah. shoot that I must go prepare for. Doesn't, it has been great talking with you tonight. Happy birthday, buddy. Always a pleasure, Stephen. Hey there, Steve. This is Dustin. Let's try that again. <laughs> We're off to a great start. We're going to try it again. Hey, this is Dustin. Wedding Photo Hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs.